So Joe, what is Oman Trail Builders? Let's start with the basics and move on from there. We're a bunch of volunteers and we go around the hillsides, around Muscat, around the rest of Oman as well, digging trails uh, for people who want to hike, people who want to mountain bike, people who want to trail run. And I mean, I guess initially for ourselves as well, you know, that was the main reason we started doing this. Or I, I started doing it certainly. I think Mansour's maybe a bit more altruistic than me. But I started doing it because I came to the country and I wanted to mountain bike. I've lived in Canada, France, UK, done loads of mountain biking there in the really big mountain bike centers that exist there. Oh, wow. I came here and people were riding along the wadis and we were sort of seeing all these beautiful mountains, seeing all the terrain, the hills around, but we're always in the wadi. Mm. And I thought, well, why are we in the wadi? Like the good stuff's up to the left, to the right, um, up there in the hills. And so... Well, when was this? When did you arrive to Amman? That would have been 2015, I think. Yeah, 2015, 16. And you've been living here since? Yeah. Yeah, nonstop. That's about seven years. Yeah. yeah. When, when did the idea occur to you? Uh, pretty much initially. The first bike ride I went on, mm. I realized, you know, the potential of what's here. Mm. and how little of that potential is being explored by what's going on. People were having a good time, and um, I appreciated what they were doing. Mm. And, and it's always good fun if you're out on your mountain bike and you're in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But I thought we could, we could see more, we could do more. So I started building a, a trail, a downhill-specific trail, on one of the old electricity lines that they used to put in uh, the pylons around Gala Village. I see. And uh, it was a little bit too much, really, for the skills and the the ability that we had in the, the mountain biking community. It was also the first sort of big trail that I tried building myself. So oh, I yourself? Mistakes. Yeah, yeah, just me. Okay, for, all right. Take me first to the thought process, because first you had to make a conscious decision that you're actually going to go out there on your own and do this, right? Yeah, I... Um, <laughs> I'm not always one to think through all of my decisions um, before I make them. So generally I make a decision and then think, well, how am I going to go through with this decision? So I mm-hmm. I saw the hillside, I went on Google Earth, I saw there was a road and I thought, well, I'll go to that road with my bike and mm-hmm. realized that I couldn't really ride down it. It was too rocky. There was too many drainage channels in the way, but it was very steep. Mm. And I thought, well, this will be fun at least. So... I bought a pickaxe, I bought a rake, and I headed there one day and started pickaxing, pick, pickaxing and raking. And uh, I made what turned out to be a pretty terrible trail because one, it was too hard for, for the majority of people. And two, there was no thought to water drainage. So it got destroyed as soon as the rain came. All oh, right. I didn't even think about that. It needs to be able to drain water. Once a year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll continue down that. But first, Mansour, um, Mansour al-Mahrouqi, welcome. Okay. Uh, when did you enter the picture? Well, uh, when you say when did I enter the picture, uh, let's start from the beginning, from, from the very beginning. Uh, first of all, thank you for hosting us uh, tonight. It's such a pleasure. You know. uh, at the start, actually, It's a very funny story. My wife bought me a bike, a foldable bike. When was this? That was back in uh, perhaps 2010, 11. 
And I have that bike at home, never used it. I would once in a blue moon, I would go on a ride on the road by the beach. Mm. And then uh, this idea came up with a couple of friends. Well, why don't you start going out and exploring, you know, as you said, Joe, the wadis and, you know, you've got beautiful scenery around Oman. And we started from there with those, uh, I mean, cheap bikes and all this. It was fun at the beginning. Mm. Then we start, you know, we thought, right, I mean, there is something more than that, actually, in this, uh, in biking, I mean, in mountain biking. Then the idea came, okay, let's go and upgrade our bikes. Mm-hmm. That was back in 2015, 2016. Yeah. So when we went and asked about Uh, you know, the prices of the bikes, you know. <laughs> Give me numbers, you know, please. I mean, I can't, I can't, it's crazy. <laughs> I want you, know? you to deter <laughs> me from this. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, it's crazy. You know, at the beginning, we, you know, you, it's really funny. Let's give me a vague number. Yeah. I, I need to have like some, <laughs> some reference point. I mean, point. this guy is putting me, he's putting my leg in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to get tr- in trouble with your wife. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Mansoor's bike cost 15 reals. Yeah, think, that's right? exactly, uh-huh. yeah. 15 reals, sure. Yeah, yeah. My teenage bike didn't cost 15 <laughs> reals. Yeah. So, <laughs> when we looked at the bikes, I mean, we found to be, oh, come on, this, uh, I mean, we thought it's really expensive at the beginning, you know, when you talk about 100 and 200, but, you know, and these still was considered to be, it's, uh, they're not really mountain bikes. Mm. So we started from there. Let's say we started from a 200 real bike. <laughs> okay. which, which now you consider to be a cheap bike. I don't know even where it is, that bike. I don't ride it anymore. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we started and then we get introduced to the OTB, Oman Trail Building. I mean, we were just a bunch of uh, guys that we wanted to enjoy the ride and that's all. In 2016, we get introduced to Oman Trail Builders, uh, which consists of, at that time, Joe was there. Uh, not to forget to mention Saeed Al-Mahrouqi and uh, there was Sarats as well. There was Walid, uh, Labib was on, um, Labib Lawachi. So these are the guys, actually, they really introduced us to mountain biking, mm. the the truth of mountain biking in Oman. So from 2016, we joined the OTB. We started, I mean, working alongside together, riding together, I mean, building trails. And uh, that was really the initial start for, for Mansour al Mahrouq and his group, which we ended up forming a Wait, team. So, so that's a different group. Yeah, we ended so up forming. So OTB is different than. That's, I would call that it's the mother of, of, of mountain biking in Oman. It's the everything of uh, bike, mountain biking in Oman. Okay, okay. Yeah, there are teams. I mean, later on, I mean, like we formed a team. We yeah. named it Al-Wa'al uh, Mountain Bike. There are other teams in the country as well. Al-Washaq is there, and there is a, a Zahira Mountain Bike team. Uh, there are the Filipino guys as well. They have about two or three teams. Recently, the uh, the female formed their own team. We've got the uh, the Trail Foxes. So these are the teams really around the country. So we've got quite a huge number of uh, I mean, uh, mountain bike riders in a month. You know what I love about this show? I'm dis- every week I'm discovering this whole niche community of people that is very vibrant and alive. And this is one of those, I had no idea you guys existed. <laughs> well, we are. We are. <laughs> and this is amazing. So you go out, what, once a week uh, and find a trail somewhere? Well, let's talk about mountain biking first before we go into trail building. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it, it depends how hard the addiction's got hold of someone, really. So, <laughs> What's the addiction? <laughs> what what do you get addicted to, exactly? With the mountain biking, it's it's hard to describe, really, because some people are, are doing it for adrenaline. So we're building these sort of hardcore trails with drops, with jumps, with, Oof. you know, very steep things. Good possibility you're going to hurt yourself at some point. And that's obviously a drug in itself mm. is the adrenaline, getting that feeling of going fast, of pushing yourself, of sort of being on the edge already. 
But then for a lot of people, it's more the dopamine, I guess, which is you're going out, you're going out for a long ride, you're pushing yourself, you're seeing how fast you can go uphill, mm. you're seeing all these lovely sights as you go up there as well. And and a lot of, I mean, especially now that the, the only trail that we could drive up to has been destroyed, uh, we um, you, you're riding up to all of these trails. So you get the double hit, which is on the way up, you're getting all the dopamine from the slow release um, energy mm. that you're using, the hard work you're putting in to get to the top, the sense of achievement once you get to the top, the views you see, which are incredible. Um, and and uh, I think we'll probably talk later about how we find the trails, but yeah. a lot of it's about linking up different views. So we find the views and you get to the top, you rest a little bit, have some dates, have some water, relax. Yeah. It's a uphill ride, literally. Yeah, yes. yeah, because yeah, if you want to go down, you've got to get up somehow, right? That's <laughs> true. And, and a tip for anyone who wants to mountain bike, always start with the uphill because then you finish with the downhill and because mm. uh, then you finish on a high right so right. you've done all of that physical exertion and hard work and then suddenly you've got to pull yourself together and change your mindset from sort of suffering or or sort of enjoying your way up there and enjoying the sights to full-on concentration uh, it's a different physical effort rather than being your legs and and sort of the slow burn yeah suddenly it's your upper body that you've got to work and you're using different muscles and you've got to grip on tight and work out where you're going, look at what you're going to do, think mm. about when you're going to break. And suddenly you're at the bottom and your whole body's sort of got the adrenaline going. What is it for you exactly, Joe? What what part of the the process do you enjoy the most when it comes to mountain biking? Uh, the downhills. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. assume for me as well. <laughs> the yeah. crazy part you mean is the crazy part. <laughs> yeah. So you spoke about the step one is you go uphill and that's a whole adventure all on its own. And then step two is going downhills and trying not to die. I'm assuming that's like yeah, the main just, objective. You've just summed up mountain biking <laughs> as succinctly as possible. <laughs> uh, I remember what, I can't remember his name. He's a world champion and like he does mountain biking tricks. He came here in Oman in 2015, I think. Uh, not Vicky Gomez. He ha- he does street b- biking, but the uh, it began it begins with a B, b- Belay or something yes. like that. Yes. Yeah, I actually shot a mini documentary with him. I can't remember his name, um, <laughs> but what he did was he would like ride on one wheel, jumping off different rocks and controlling it while he's doing a, it, it. Does that fall under mountain biking as well? Yeah, it's kind of one of the niche parts of mountain biking, but it gets it certainly gets lumped in with it. So that's trials. Trials. Yeah, trials biking, which is all about, like you said, balance, being able to link up really hard technical features, you know, jumping up onto rocks that are a metre and a half high mm-hmm. with no run-up, no ramp or anything. Yeah. Balancing, turning on your bike, Defies jumping onto physics, another rock. Man. Yeah. Th- those guys, their, their skill level is unbelievable. Uh, the the balance required, the the effort and timing and technique to get your bike to jump up onto one of those rocks is, I can't get my head around it. You know, I've been riding for a very long time and, you know, I can maybe make my bike jump 30 centimetres okay. if I'm really trying hard on a good day. <laughs> Sounds impressive to me. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, how about you, Mansoor? What part of it? Is it also the downhill? Well, let's, let me let me talk about the trails we have here okay, in Oman, so sure. that will make it even uh, much easier for people to understand, for all the listeners. Okay. We've got uh, 
different type of trails. We've got like we've got the XC trails, which is the friendly one, the one I love. Mm. Uh, not Joe, <laughs> you know. The, <laughs> I would say which needs it's really the, the XC trail. They need really good fitness, good uh-huh. level of fitness, because you will be riding long distance more or less, and uh, most of it could be flat, but still you have the uphills and a little bit of downhill, the safer ones. Mm. And then you have the downhill trails which is really the fast ones. But again, as Joe said, that you need to ride up to get to ride down. Mm-hmm. Then we have, uh, like, we have the enduro trails, which you, I mean, it's a combined of both, more or less, Joe, yeah? Yeah, it's yeah. A, somewhere in the middle, yeah. Somewhere in the middle, but it has lots of, I would say it has lots of jumps, uh, could be lots of drops as well. So, I mean, these are the trails we have. Then we have, you know, and these are even being divided or categorized into levels. You have the beginners, you have, you yeah. know, the intermediate, then you have, you know, the advanced. So each trail, it has a different marking. We mark them by colors, right, Joe? Mm. We, yeah, we have like the blue ones, which more or less is for the beginners, mm-hmm. the, the green right how i'm not confused greens greens beginners yeah, yeah greens are the beginners then we have the blue a mm. little bit high level then we have the red then we have the black which i don't advise i don't advise myself to ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's only joe's right so yeah. these are type of trails so i mean it depends where you want to be what you like to do it's if it's about fitness level then you go for the xc the green and the blues are could be the yeah. most suitable to, uh, to the beginners riders then uh, once you find yourself you're into it becoming addicted and when you talked about what is addiction yeah when you ask joe to me addiction when you start getting trouble with your wife <laughs> <laughs> and she's listening but she, you know when she starts saying is is your life about mountain biking then you know you're addicted yeah. that's addiction yeah that's a very nice clear line that yeah. you laid out there uh, but you've been doing it Mansour, for a while you've been doing it since 2015 correct 2015 2016 and, yeah. and you say that even though you've been doing it all these years still black is not for you how dangerous is black trails well <laughs> Like, what is the black trail? I want to know. Oh, well, like when, <laughs> it's the one he built and then get destroyed. <laughs> we, had, um, we had a trail uh, called Beyonce's new album. So all the, all the trails have names. And uh, one of the things I was keen for, when because really we started with a blank, a blank slate culturally as well as, as, well as sort of with the, with the terrain. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring over the best of what I'd seen in Canada, like France, UK, mm-hmm. different places I'd been. And one of them in Canada, they're really keen on sort of weird trail names. Mm-hmm. So before when I got here, everyone would talk about, oh, that's the Bausha Trail. That's mm-hmm. the Gala Trail. Yeah. That's the Sal Trail. And I kind of wanted to move away from that. Uh, it's a little uninspiring. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, we try and... Uh, have interesting names for all the trails sometimes they'll be linked to what's on the trail like we've got tomb raider where we ride around one of the old tombs and Ooh. in uh al-hud village where is that uh, what's al-hud, al-hud village yeah oh, al-hud village. Village. yeah but yeah oh, oh my bad. near the yeah. near the botanic gardens okay yeah yeah, 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 yeah. New botanic gardens there okay so that's tomb raider but there was one uh called beyonce's new album which is when i was building it and this was a real sort of labor of love for me it's mm. it's up in the hills above uh misfa on jebel misfa mm-hmm. next to sal and you have to go a long way round into a small village called shukna And then up this uh, road that they put on, which was seven kilometers long, and it was an access road for the new pylon line they were putting in. So every weekend and after work sometimes, if it was light as well, 
I'd drive my car up there or, or ride up and then camp overnight. So do a bit of trail building in the evening on a Thursday evening, camp oh. overnight. And then on a Friday morning, um, wake up and, and build this build this trail, which sort of kept growing and growing. And that's that was our original sort of black downhill trail, mm. um, the, the tricky ones. And there so was, what does that entail? How does a trail get a black label? Well, we, I mean, there, there is an international ranking system for how to, how to judge the trails, really? but it, it doesn't apply whatsoever to a man because they're presuming that if you fall off on a green trail, you're going to fall into some, like, I don't know, a fluffy cloud and some, <laughs> some grass, you know, like, like it is when you've got forests and there's pine needles and it's all very nice. You fall off, it doesn't hurt. Mm. Whereas in a man, even on a green trail, if you mess up, you're falling on a sharp rock. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Really um, bad, yeah. And we, you know, there's the, the landscape is very harsh here and steep. So a green trail here might be a lot harder than a green trail in, in the UK, for example. Hmm. So the black trail um, is by all purpose, like by, by any international measure, it's definitely a black trail. So that means we've got loads of what we call rock rolls. So you have a, a blank face and it might be maybe uh 45 50 degrees uh steepness mm -hmm. so you you'll ride down that and you know you can't break while you're on it because you'll slide off sideways or there might be jumps drops so you uh, a jump is uh i mean how it sounds it, it sends you up in the air and then you come back down whereas a drop is where the earth just falls away so you ride off it and then you just fall and then you land hopefully on the landing and on your wheels So there'll be a bit of that. I, just, I felt that sensation in my stomach just now. <laughs> it was weird. Well, there's uh, Beyonce's new album had a corner, and I knew when I built it, it was hard because I was struggling to ride it. And you just you can look at once you get used to riding trails, seeing them, you can look at a feature and go, "That's going to be tricky." And it was a steep corner. It had a difficult run in, so you couldn't compose yourself on the way in, and then on the way out, it was difficult. And the corner went downhill as you were turning Oof. which is sort of the combo that you want to avoid if you want to survive <laughs> and uh, it it claimed quite a lot of victims i think mean, we'll say and there was quite a lot of blood spilt on that corner and oh, what did you man. name it then literally yeah well i didn't name it. it it gained it gained the name yeah where did the name come from well well the actual corner itself was called Starcare corner in the end by the community oh, <laughs> because no. the Everyone rode it and then we Everyone sort of went wheeled, to Starcare. Yeah, wheeled them off to Starcare. We had one guy, uh, he's left of the country now, he's uh, one of the top riders we had called Steve Ross. Mm. And this guy, he was, he was a, I don't know, his, his brain was wired differently. He was a little bit loose yeah. in the head, I'd say. He was a doctor, you know, he's, he was very switched on. <laughs> Listen, I know a couple of doctors, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> But when he got on his bike, there was some, something possessed him. And he would go and ride this trail. Generally, if it's a hard trail, especially if it's remote like this was, I mean, you see goats up there and the occasional herder and that's it. Um, people will ride at least in pairs. So if something goes wrong, mm. you've got a safety net. And, you know, I'd, I'd go for a ride with Steve and then see him a couple of weeks later and he's got his arm in plaster or he's got a scar on his face and say, oh, what happened? He's like, oh, yeah, it's fell off on Starcare okay. Corner again on my own. And, you know, he'd drive himself, drive himself off to hospital and get some more stitches and then drive himself home. And Can I yeah. just say that's what, what are you doing, Steve? Like, that's not smart. <laughs> 
is, is Steve it's, a sad person? No, it's again it's the addiction, <laughs> the adrenaline. When, once you're up there, you think that you can do everything, to be honest, Abdullah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them riding. I've tried that trails a couple of times, several times, I would say. I love it. I would don't say that I don't. But I wouldn't be riding it the same way Joe's riders, or mm. how, how Steve Ross used to ride it. I mean, so many guys, I mean, there are lots of Omanis, guys, uh, riders that really they would go crazy. I would be more careful. I mean, when I ride it, I would be looking down uh, where I'm riding, where I'm heading. But uh, again, I mean, once you're on your bike, it's you on mm. the bike, you feel you're like, I don't know, you're attached to that bike. I mean, you want to do everything with that bike. Just, I mean, I would say like, uh, I mean, the Formula One ri uh, drivers, I mean, once they're in that uh, steering wheel, I mean, you see them riding this. Why are they doing this? Mm. But uh, it's again, it's uh, it's uh, it's the game, it's the fun, it's, uh, it's the feeling we're on top of the mountain. It's not everyone can do that. It's, I'm assuming that part of the thrill is the very real possibility that you could get extremely badly hurt. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Part of the game. A, a little <laughs> bit, yeah. yeah. If, there's no, if there's no danger, you don't, I guess, it feels too safe. Hmm. But equally, you know, we don't, apart from Steve and maybe a couple of other people I know, no one's going out there trying really, to get hurt. Yeah, really recklessly. You know, yeah. you, you, don't, you don't jump on a bike and go, well, I'm going to go and ride the black trail. You start on the green and you improve your skills. And then when that feels easy, then you move on to the next and to the blue trails. And you do that and you think, well, that was fine. And mm. the blue trails start to introduce more difficult features. And so, you know, you might speak to another rider and they say, well, if you can ride that that well, then maybe you should try one of the red yeah. trails and then et cetera, et cetera. So you don't just jump into these hard trails. You build up to it. So there's, there's always an element of risk, mm -hmm. but it's managed risk. You know, I'm not... Well, I'm not always going to go and send myself off a big cliff, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, without warming up to it, without trying a smaller one and, and getting bigger and bigger. Like, occasionally you you feel good and you will try something new and yeah. different. And, mm. you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I'd assume that also occasionally when you feel really not good you would try something a little. <laughs> I'm putting myself in your situation and I can already see the, the many ways in which I could be reckless. And one of the most important, one of the most important point and things I want to mention here, mm. if you ride a, bike, a mountain bike, first mm. of all, make sure that you've got the, all the safety gears you need. Yeah. The helmet is, is, is essential. Oh, yeah, you guys are kitted out. Like. I mean, it depends what trail you ride. I mean, you don't yeah. have to go with all the full kits, but I mean, what I'm saying, like helmets should be number one. You need to protect your head. Your head is the most important thing. Mm. Uh, you need to have your gloves on as well. So when you if it ends up falling, then you can, at least you don't hurt your, your hands as well. Yeah. And uh, it's always good at least to ride in pairs. I mean, don't you go... Don't, don't, you ever don't be go a Steve. Don't be a Steve. <laughs> yeah. okay. Don't be a I mean, like, you know, Joe would go on his own. I don't say no. I might go on my own once in a blue moon, but it's always good to have somebody with you. Yeah. You never know. Even in a green trail, it might be a bad day, hmm. you know? So at least you got somebody, I mean, as a backup, you might pick up a call, a phone and then make a call. Yeah. So it's very important to, I mean, to ride at least two of you, yeah. I would say. Hey, even, even though with the, even with all the protection we wear, like, it's hard to, you were hinting at it then, it's hard to, you always want to have a balance because you, you don't want to go in a full-on rigid suit of armour like looking like a knight 
Night of the Realm and you can't move, you don't get that feeling. You know, you, it, a lot of it's about the sense of freedom. You know, yeah. We're going out, we're feeling the, the wind in our face right. and, yeah. you know, masters of your own destiny and every all of that. So <laughs> there's a lot of the feeling of freedom and you don't want to hide that behind wearing all of the armour in the world. Mm-hmm. But equally... You also, you know, we've got families, we've got jobs, we've yeah. got the real world that we have to live in yeah. as well. Yeah. And so you want to protect yourself. But I was up, um, we've got a new feature uh, that, that uh, Saeed built, um, Saeed and one of the other builders, uh, Chris, and they'd built a new jump. We'd built a jump anyway, a drop, and it wasn't quite right. So they improved it, but also made it quite a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. And so this was pushing the limits of what we've ever built in Oman before. Certainly what I've ridden, you know, maybe when I was in Canada riding every single day and I'd I'd do that kind of drop, but I haven't done that seven years, eight years. Mm. So I went up with uh, with one of the builders, with Chris, and I had my helmet on, full face helmet. So not just the, the normal bike helmet, but the looks like a motorcycle helmet. Yeah. Um, and I had knee protection. I have shorts, which protect your thighs and, and your bum as well. Mm. And uh, so I was talking to Chris and I'm like, well, maybe we'll try it. And then obviously, you know, two people talking, mm. you're there at the, uh, you're there at the drop. And one thing led to another, I hiked my bike up to the top and so well, I'll just send it. It'll be fine. <laughs> you know, make sure the video is on. And so um, <laughs> if you're going to do, if you're going to do something stupid, always make sure there's a video on. <laughs> you, you're going to get something out 100%. of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I, I went and hit it and, and, it was, you know, my technique was all off and uh, I just, I went at a speed that was not slow enough to make it safe and not fast enough to, to do outside. exactly yeah. what I needed to do to get to the next level of the drop. So I was in an unhappy medium and sort of went over my bars and slid down the hill mm. quite fast as well as it turned out. But the the thing I hadn't thought to do was put my elbow pads on because I thought, oh, I'm not going to go and do too much in this. So all of me was fine. Feet were fine. Knees were fine. Hips were fine. Head was fine. But then my arm required some stitches. <laughs> and so oh, as soon man. as you're not wearing a bit of the armor, yeah, it can happen. Yeah. You know, it, the rocks will find you. They, they'll find their way in. And the worst part that you had to race in the same week Yeah, on, on that trail. <laughs> <In> that trail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. And you were able to do it? Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> you kind of get used to it. It's um it's quite funny because you go to the hospital and and uh, cleaning up the wounds mm-hmm. and and Full doing whatever they do, yeah. Do they ask you where this came from? Oh, always, yeah. But uh-huh. then the doctor kind of looked up my history in the uh, <laughs> In the thing, she said, "Oh, okay. Like, this is this is not the first time you've been here for stitches." Is it Starker? Does it? Yeah. Well, no. That one. The name of that drop we can't really say on on the government radio. We, we'll call it G Force. G Force. Yeah. I don't think you actually explained to me why you called it uh, Beyonce's new album. I uh, well, because when I was camping up there, hmm. uh, it was when um, uh, Beyonce had just released Lemonade. Oh. 2016 classic mm-hmm. and uh, I was listening to that a lot while I was building the trail and so I thought well why not call it Beyonce's new album it led to loads of branding opportunities because <laughs> what a lot of what I love about the the trails is we also have you know logos for the trails we have posters for our Ooh. races and we try and be 
artistic and creative in these things as well wow. so beyonce's new album is you know, copied the font of her album cover and then uh, uh gerald one of the old filipino writers um he made a cd like cover a mock-up of it you know featuring wow. a model on the trail yeah. sat there all, all uh you know atmospheric and uh so we had a whole sort of album cover and i was even one of the uh we we, ho- we host events and uh I always have a, a million ideas coming into the events about what we can do differently this time. Mm. And what I really wanted to do was record myself singing all of the songs, or at least five of the songs, because there was five tracks um, to Beyonce's new album, mm-hmm. as it were, the, the Trail. And I was going to sing a song for each one, record it onto a disc, and then actually make up a copy of the album and call it Beyonce's new album. And then the winner of the race would receive this CD of me singing Beyonce songs, maybe, maybe recorded up. Can you imagine that? Well. Yeah. I love that. That's brilliant. I tell you what, let's go on a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about Joe, your, your history, where you come from, how did you start mountain biking? But then also I'm very curious about what it's like to be there on the field building a track. All right. You're listening to Ain't Nobody Listening on the most experimental station in the whole wide nation. I'm your host, Abdullah Al-Ma'wali, with you until 9pm. And with me in the studio is Joe Bunn and Mansoor Al-Mahruqi, trail builders. Joe is the founder of Oman Trail Builders. Welcome to the show. And we're going to continue our conversation where we left off. Uh, the song you just heard, by the way, if you're a fan of that, that's Yusuf Diaz for my ladies. So, Joe, I want to know, where did you? when did you start mountain biking? First of all, you're from the UK? Yeah, that's right, from England. But you mentioned uh, Canada earlier. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I started mountain biking a long time before I went to Canada. Okay. Um, my dad uh, does a lot of cycling. Uh, he's he's very very big into uh, particularly racing of all varieties: track cycling, road cycling, mountain biking as well. So when we were kids, we would sort of go along to his races, and he'd also take us around on on bike rides. Where as well. exactly was this? Um, well, we we grew up in a small county called Rutland in the middle of of uh, England. And uh, we would do it around the local reservoirs, around the lakes there. But then Dad would be in the National Series, so he would take us. We'd we'd go all over the country, really, wherever the big mountain bike events were. Where were they in the UK? I lived there for a year, and I'm I'm yeah. struggling to remember places with mountains. Well, yeah, okay, hill, hill riding, <laughs> we call it. Hill riding. You know, there's 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 good tracks um, yeah. everywhere you go. Really, it's a, it's actually a really good country um, for mountain biking. Yeah, well, good a good. Uh, set of countries a good a good kingdom <laughs> good kingdom which parts uh, tend to be the the scottish the border between england and scotland is fantastic uh, i've never been yeah there's sort of world class riding around there um and then the the race i particularly remember there was one in cheddar gorge which is down in Cornwall or yeah. Devonshire, somewhere down there, kind of near I've Bristol. I've been there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I lived in Bristol. Yeah, you see. Yeah. So, so Cheddar feels like mountains when you're there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, with the big, big rock faces. Oh, and yeah. What's the name of the place at the very far west? Lands End. Lands End. The end of yeah. the land. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. pretty mountainous. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, there's plenty of hills around. So we we would go around. 
go to these events and it was always a good time from what i remember i was only sort of six or seven years old but there's bonfires and people are having biggest bunny hop competitions and mountain biking then in the uk was very it wasn't mainstream uh, i mean it's it's mainstream now it's very popular but back then it was a bit more of a fringe activity and kind of like it is right now here in our month exactly yeah yeah <laughs> and it were pretty wild times and and it was a good it was a good party and a good vibe and then they'd race hard and and it was good fun so we would me and my sisters would would go and do the kids races that they'd put on at the same time mm. um to entertain the kids really and um so that's really when i started riding i was uh, the just to big up myself mm. I was the underrates national champion uh, in in Britain. Um, nice. Yeah, it's not on Wikipedia or anything. I don't know <laughs> my own Wikipedia entry. I don't know why. <laughs> but the um, there was a, a kids race on at the same time, and my dad had taught me and my sisters to be very competitive, mm. and taught us how to win um, by any by any means. <laughs> how do you go about doing that? <laughs> well, the start is always very important in mountain biking. Mm. And uh, he always taught us, if you'd see the, the picture of the start line, me and my sisters would be the three kids with our elbows as wide as possible so that the people next to you can't get, a, can't get in front oh, of you. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Dirty tactics. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> hey, you're so, going to win. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> so we were at the national championships and they put on this kids race and me and all the other little kids, sort of six years old, seven years old, are in a line and it's a, a course around a small pond, hmm. very flat, grassy course. And they came on the start line and said, well, this is the prize and held up this brand new bike. Like, <clears> you could good quality goodish quality bike then and everyone's sort of laughing like oh yeah and they said no really this is like sponsored by one of the the manufacturers in the uk and this is this is what you win oh, cool so we went round and there was this uh, i'm sure he must have been older than me because he was faster than me there must have been a reason and uh, <laughs> we went around and and uh, did one lap and i think he thought it was only one lap so he stopped and I went past him yeah. and then he realized and got back on. And at the end of the lap, there was a chicane, a tight series of corners. So I again, got myself, my elbows nice and wide and he couldn't come past me. So yeah. I won the race and became national champion. Congratulations. It's good. But when the pinnacle of your career and sporting achievements occur before the age of eight. You know, it's downhill. It's all downhill no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, pardon me for asking, but how old are you? Uh, 37, 37. How are you not sure? Because <laughs> I'm 37. That's, that's old now, right? <laughs> in, which, uh, in which country is that old? 37, you're still a young guy. Very young. Yeah. Well, how old are you, Mansoor? Well, in two weeks, I'll be 48. MashaAllah. <laughs> so I guess the the secret is mountain biking. That's Absolutely. what keeps you young. Absolutely. I mean, not only keeps you young, I would say physically, mm. even mentally. Mm. Yeah, mentally really keeps you young because once you're up there in the mountain mm. and looking at the scenery around you, I mean, feeling that adrenaline in you, the breeze, everything, having your the guys around you, it's really, I mean, it's a diff something different. You wouldn't understand it unless you try it yourself. Don't tempt me. Man. <laughs> Don't tempt me. I, I I hope those who love me are not listening to this right now. But do you have an extra bike? Oh, Several. <laughs> yeah, the law is an extra bike. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, all is an extra bike. Okay, let's um, just go back and say that this is a s extremely safe sport. 
Indeed. No one ever gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Not seriously. We we when we put on our events, we always have an ambulance, and okay. so far, no one's actually been taken away in the ambulance. So that's a good sign. That is safe. a good sign. Yeah. yeah, having an ambulance at an event that's more than uh, a lot of other notable events. Yeah. Uh, hint, hint. I'm not gonna go any further than that. Okay. Um, what brought you to Amman then? So my well, I I was in Canada um, to snowboard and mountain bike just for fun after university and uh, just to have a good time hmm. and um, slightly overstayed my welcome in Canada and was removed from Canada so at short notice um, wait what <laughs> what'd you do I uh, just you, you know can't just glance over this <laughs> like you know I got deported <laughs> that, that's what I did yeah imagine that a, a white guy get deported <laughs> it must have been really bad <laughs> Anyway, so I got deported. Okay. And um, uh, so uh, it, was a, it was a bit sudden, as these things tend to be. I, did a, I went home to England and then took a flight out to Canada. And then they stopped me. It was quite a long way, nine hours it was. Hmm. And I'd been awake for 24 hours because I was trying to avoid jet lag. And then they stopped me just before you get out the airport and wheeled me away into a detention center, which isn't a jail, apparently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then they put me on a flight the next day. So I did a, a day return trip to, to Canada, never to return. Wow. And um, I have been back since. Actually, the Canadians are very nice and I did it properly this time with the correct <laughs> visas and, uh, okay. and everything in order. I, I, Joe, <laughs> I'm trying to not think about the reasons why, but you keep talking about this. I want to know. <laughs> I had simply, I'd had, um, I'd used up all of my working visas. I see. Yes. So th- um, that means you really wanted to be in Canada then? It was a good time. Yeah. I mean, it, I love snowboarding. I mm. love the mountains. And I love mountain biking. And it's one of the best places for snowboarding. Where in Canada? And uh, mountain biking. In Whistler, specifically, in um, Western Canada. Okay. Um, near Vancouver. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Up in British Columbia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is, I mean, it's a mountain biking uh, major center. This is where everyone in the world wants to ride. Yeah. And so to be there and I sort of arranged my, my working days so I'd finish with enough time to go for a ride every day mm. or in the winter so I could snowboard every day, could snowboard to work, go for mountain bike rides after work. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of living the dream and didn't want the dream to end. Yeah. And so the, the, they're like, I'm sorry, buddy, you're out. And That's you, right. Yeah. You went to the UK. Yep. Uh, yeah. Not by choice. So yeah. They took me to the UK. They took you to the UK. Yeah. So and, um, Roman, where did, when does this enter the picture? Well, I, I had a wife in Canada, so mm. she came home a few months later when she'd sold all of our stuff and moved out of our house okay. that we had, because obviously all my life was there. I'd been there for three and a half years. Mm. Um, and so we didn't really know what to do. So we went to France to Morzine, which is another mountain biking, snowboarding center, and spent some time there mountain biking and again, having a good time. And uh, we just got the opportunity, one of my well ex-wife's um, friends uh, had a job out here and said how would you like to come to Oman so my wife uh, ex-wife was a teacher so she came out and I came out with her hmm. um, I didn't have a job which is how I managed to start trail building with my time because I didn't have anything to do so I was like well I'll, I'll apply for jobs and there's only so many jobs you can apply for in a day and when I'd finished applying for jobs so what was the, st- uh, the selling point for coming to Amman? What sold you on the idea? 
if it wasn't a job that you had? It was uh, it was somewhere, well, the region, anyway. Um, the region is somewhere that is always talked about in the news, you know, in, in the UK. You see all the stories, you get a picture in your head. Mm. And that didn't really match with what we were hearing from people that were here. So I thought, well, why not? why not go and experience it and see what it's like? You're like, to be honest, n didn't really know anything about it, man. Um, other than what our friend had told us, which was, you know, it's the like, same thing that everyone says when they come to a man, which is the people are lovely. The country is lovely. It's really nice. I'm like, yeah, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> you know, why not? If you've, if you've not got another plan, like not, we didn't mm. have a long term plan, then why not go for it? And the worst thing that's going to happen is you've got a few more stories and yeah, you know, you get another country to be deported from and, the best case is what's happened, which is, you know, here for seven years seven with years. no immediate plan to, to leave. Did you know about the mountains of Oman before coming here? Not, sort of. I'd, I'd done some research, obviously. I changed the bike I had. So I sold my, my bike that I had in Canada and bought something that was less hardcore because I'd seen the pictures of the riding, which was all in the wadis. And hmm. so I thought, well, I don't need as big a bike, as much suspension, you know, as, as big burly to, to do such hardcore trails. And so I downgraded that, uh, tried to enter one of the big races that was on at the time. Unfortunately, it didn't, it didn't go to plan. Hmm. Um, so I came out here kind of knowing about it, but I didn't know the potential that there was or just how mountainous the country is because that's what i always say to my friends they say oh you're going back to the desert when i'm leaving the uk mm. so well, no, <laughs> the desert not. yeah exactly yeah but that's what everyone thinks right in 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 england there are every, all of my friends anyway they mm. they all think well it, it's near the arab world yeah gcc yeah. saudi arabia it's then yeah. obviously desert yeah exactly but yeah. even saudi arabia is an old desert you know it has yeah. beautiful mountains there yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, it was just, it was coming here for the experience and, and to try something new and I've stayed because I love it and there's great people here like, like Mansour, Saeed, the rest of everyone in the, the mountain biking community is, is brilliant. It's a community like no other biking community I've been in anywhere else in terms of it's so supportive, it's so much fun, uh, everyone's just here to have a good time, there's no egos or anything, um, it's just really lively and friendly and good fun and yeah yeah it's just nice people to be around all the time it's fantastic wow. i'm so curious about the process of actually building uh, a trail now first of all i want to understand uh, on average how long is a trail like uh, how many kilometers or meters i don't know well, uh, when you talk about building a trail, you need to understand that all the trails being built here mm -hmm. in Oman, it's been they're being built by volunteers. Okay. Yeah. So you're talking about you know about almost eighty kilometers of trails being built in Oman, mostly in Muscat, and we've got a uh, few trails being built in Ebri as well, mm. by I mean group of volunteers as well in Ebri. So these trails, I mean, when you talk about distance. I mean, the average between could be two kilometers to six kilometers on average of a trail. Mm. And uh, it's really a hard walk. I mean, some of the trails, they really take uh, over 100 hours, maybe some of them. Yeah, well, we... Work, working hours. We're talking 100 about. working hours. Yeah. That's Loudman, we built a trail in um, when the curfews were going on at the start of uh, COVID times. And that trail took because i i logged all of the hours that we took for that one and took pictures and, mm -hmm. and sort of documented the whole process 
that was mostly me and and Saeed Saeed Almaruki would talk about a lot because he's you know one of he was the other founder basically of Amand okay. Trail Builders and uh, he's sort of the main man in the scene as well uh, me and him would go up there every day after you know I was working from home so my schedule was a lot more flexible so we'd go meet there in the evening do two hours three hours work on a small section of trail and in the end it took us i think 210 hours to do this trail which is uh, per person or total total total, total. so hours. about 100 hours per person yeah and uh it uh, that trail is maybe three kilometers long three and a half kilometers long wow yeah, so it's 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 a very intensive effort. Yeah. We're not using machines. We don't yeah, come it's, in... It's all hand-built. Yeah, it's all hand-built, specially crafted artisan single track, the finest <laughs> you can find anywhere in the world. Artisan, I like <laughs> that. Okay, so 100 hours, how many days does it take you? How many hours do you put in per day on a, on a, regular, on a usual basis? I know it's probably going to be different... Well, it depends on the trail, to be honest. I yeah. mean, like the trail he's talking about. I mean, you cannot say that I'll be working for two hours, I'll be working for five hours. Uh-huh. In a good day, I mean, you might end up working really for continuous three, four hours nonstop. I mean, you might stop for a drink or maybe to get to yeah. eat a little bit some dates or whatever to get energetic. And then you go back and, you know, you don't know about it how, until you finish and you find, oh my goodness, it's dark. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's getting dark. Oh, and wow. I mean, I got these two guys, I mean, Said and Joe, they're really crazy. I never wanted to work with them at the same time because you don't, you never know when you're going to finish the, building the trail. Unless you tell the guys, we call it off. <laughs> they might end up going on and on, you know. So yeah, building the trail is it's a very hard, work to be honest and I really I mean at this radio station right here I'd like to thank these two guys they really worked really hard to build trails among with the other guys I would say I mean there are certain trails that have been built almost by a single person Mm. and they worked really hard I mean I would say Labib have worked on his trails most of the time all alone as a single person the Mount Everest I mean it's some uh, I've seen that recently in a video by Murtada Lawati Uh, (laughs) oh you guys know (laughs) Murtada yeah he's a nice guy he's a very nice guy yeah yeah. Yeah, I I think he'll be joining me next week he's sick Uh, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, so um I, I, do you need permissions for for you to build any of these, or are people people just welcome it? It's fine. We just we, we build on remote areas. I mean, we don't right. we don't build on people's lands. I mean, you know, yeah. mountains. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe, why do you look so nervous? <laughs> <laughs> well, we we've always taken the approach that sort of do something until someone tells you not to do it. It's the easiest way to go about it. Mm, and the, so, the whole idea of um, don't ask for permission, but uh, apologize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, You know, once a trail's built, it exists. <laughs> <laughs> if someone wants to unbuild a trail, they they can go and do it, but no one's going to bother to unbuild a trail, right? So <laughs> that's um, that's kind of the, the approach we have taken. But not to say that we're reckless or, you know, Absolutely want to break any rules. We're always very careful about how we design the trail to mm. be in keeping with the surroundings. We don't want to uh, go through any sort of archaeological sites. We mm. don't want to, if we if we can go near a tree, we'll go near it. We'll never chop down trees. We always go mm. round plants. You know, some of the rooting is a bit funny because we said, well, that plant's got a nice flower, so we're going to, you know, randomly do a deviation around it. So we always take care to do that. We always take care not to go on people's private land. Okay. 
And one of the things we've been working on and, and we're currently speaking to Muscat Municipality about is actually registering the trails. And they're very keen. Like, yeah. the good thing is now that, you know, more people are talking about the trails, a lot more people are out on the trails, runners, hikers, like say mountain bikers as well. Mm. People are talking about it. You know, you've seen um, uh, Stalawati as well out on yeah. his uh, motorbike on yeah. the trails. So um, people are people are out there. It's getting on Instagram. So now when we speak to the municipality, you know, we had an opportunity to meet with them. And and thankfully, you know, they said, well, this is fantastic. We, mm-hmm. we could say to them, you know, if you want outdoor facilities, you need to put up a sign, you know, and I suddenly see. you've made a trail, you know, you've yeah, got an outdoor facility and they much. love it. And... No, I can't. I can't say that. Um, so they, you know, they. Let me just remind you of the title of this show. Ain't nobody listening. <laughs> <laughs> Can say whatever you want. All right. <laughs> they, they effectively agreed with the uh, the way that we'd built them. You know, they said, "Well, if it's not on private land, mm. why wouldn't you just build the trail?" You know, yeah. fantastic. You've done it. People will love it. You know, the the uh, the uh, minister for Seeb. Uh, he actually, there was a recent trail finished um, by a couple of the Alwal. The, you mean the the Wali? The, uh, yeah, the Wali. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, he went down to the uh, one of the last trail building sessions and and you know wanted to see what was going on and what the buzz was about. And uh, so I had a meeting with him and he was telling me about this trail. It's like, yeah, we've been there. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So they're keen. They want to make them official now. Yeah. And you know, it's sort of it's grown organically, which has been fantastic. What we didn't want is to go in, be asking permission, knocking on a thousand doors, and then people say, well, you know, what credentials have you got to build a trail? I know this company, and then this company comes in with a bulldozer, and they make a mm. road through a... Okay, but but real talk, though, it wouldn't that make life ten times easier? You uh, know, if a machine just does it. Well, uh, Abdullah, let's be honest. We, we are locals, uh-huh. me and you. I mean, yeah. so, and you know how hard it gets to get permission <laughs> you know as you said you know how many doors you have to knock you know uh yeah. if it would have been that easy believe me by now all these trails would have been already registered mm. and these trails would have been even brought to the media people would have known about them all over i would say all over the world at least mm. all over the uh, the neighboring country but i mean We've been doing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, I mean, I would say the OCA now have been involved. What's uh, that? The OCA, the Oman Cycling Association. I mean... There is an Oman Cycling Association. Oh, come on, Abdullah. I mean, I, don't I am, embarrass I am, I am, me. I am, I am, I mean. I'm embarrassing myself. I'm so clueless about the whole biking world. So you need to educate me, take me all the way from the very beginning, you know. So Oman Cycling, cycling Association. Association is, yeah, I mean, is, the Oman Cycling Association, really, they're the one, in, I mean, in charge of all cycling activity, okay. I would say, in Oman, in the country. And uh, they've been hosting so many races on the road. Mm. And recently they've started, you know, taking, I mean, sort of putting an eye on mountain biking as well, which is it's really good. I mean, that it gives really an impression that uh, the mountain biking society will grow. I mean, that mm. it will go further than when where we wanted to, to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is something really, I mean, positive uh, to see that the Oman Cycling Association have taken a step into this sport. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, as I said, I mean, it's not that easy to go and get all those permission. We tried. I wouldn't say that we haven't. Mm. We tried to knock 
uh, previously the Ministry of uh, Tourism, uh, the Ministry of uh, Sport, and now it's the Ministry of Culture, Sport and Youth. And we hope, I mean, with the changes and uh, that things will definitely get better. Okay, inshallah. inshallah. I, I hope so. It's very, I, I'm, I'll be honest, like, the more you guys talk about it, the more I find out how you do it, the more I'm inclined to want to be a part of it. I don't know what that says about me. Yeah. <laughs> says you're a man of good taste. Yeah. Thank you. You're a part of it by hosting us today, Abdullah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. It's like, no tasrih, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what does the future look like for, let's start with you, Joe. Where do you see this moving? Right now, it seems like this is, or, this is already bigger than you. You started it, yes. But there's so many people involved, so many people so passionate about it. So now it's bigger than you. But you're still kind of um, in the driver's seat. Where do you want to see this going? Well, yeah, it's, it's grown organically, which is fantastic. And that's one of the things I said when I started sort of rather than just me being out building said well let's make a group of man trail builders get people down mm-hmm. and the whole idea is you know at some point i'm gonna leave oman mm-hmm. i've got family elsewhere you know visa rules change etc etc so it couldn't be reliant on me or just on saeed or just on mansoor mm-hmm. you know because if you're reliant on one person something happens to them and the scene the scene dies so it's fantastic that now like mansoor was saying you know there's trails being built in Bustan by by Walid and his friends. They're doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Alwal have built a couple of trails, one in Al Hood, one in Hauban. Al Dahira team have built a few wonderful trails up yeah. in, in Ibrium. We'll be racing on them next uh, next month as well. Oh, this um, month, Joel. This month, yeah, yeah, it's February. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so it's it's really grown organically. Then you know, Panorama Trail. I don't even know who built that. Oh, that's all. I mean, it's one of the beautiful trails yeah. being built recently and was built by three guys, to be honest. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, uh, Ibrahim, I should shout to, to them, uh, Ibrahim, Mohamed Muqaymi and Mazu Shkeli. Thank you guys for building a trail from the scratch to to the end. And uh, it's a beautiful trail. I mean, where Abdullah, is it? It's in Boshar. It's in Ghala. Ansab. 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 That's close to where I live. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, besides, we've got uh, the all the trails. They are on Trail Forks as well. Yeah. For the people who really want to know where the trails are. And you can just download the app. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You download the app. You check all the trails. On the app is called? Trail Forks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's used for mountain biking, mountain biking and hiking as well. They're trying to they're trying to grow it to do hiking as well. So trail we've got some forks? hiking. Yeah, yeah. Trail, trail forks. Yeah, nice. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. really handy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so these guys, oh, Roy as well. We need to mention Roy and Ibra as well. Roy and Ibra, yeah, that's right. Built yeah. fantastic trails there. So now that side of it is sort of looking after itself. Yeah, oh, the playground we, as well. One oh yeah, the, the playground. Yeah, the Chris playground, and yeah. Mandy. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a very funny trail. I mean, the playground, as it sounds, it's a place where you go and you build up your skills, mm. the skills of jumping, the skills of falling as well. I would say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is being built by two. I mean, a Filipino group of uh, trail builders as well. Uh, I would shout to Mandy and as they say in uh, in Filipino, Kuya Mandy and Kuya Curse, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They worked really hard to build such a beautiful and it's right right, I mean it's in uh, by the ministry areas. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's not, yeah. not far away near the old airport. Yeah. So yeah, all these trails are being built. Yeah. We we're putting on events eight eight or nine events per year. What? Um yeah. Sort of my 
my my life is split between sort of working and mountain biking <laughs> yeah it sounds the balance like is it. about 50 50 sometimes that's sometimes. not bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe a little bit more occasionally um work of course in case your employers that's right yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. so um we, we're putting on these events so we've got a really sort of sustainable culture now i'd say you know the, the culture's not going to go anywhere it's, it's growing organically we're not forcing things we're not you know paying for adverts mm-hmm. to like you know get people in we're just finding that more and more people want to talk to us. You know, the radio station mm-hmm. wants to talk to us. So yeah. Muscat Municipality want to have a meeting. So they're, they're, we're hopefully going to have a, a pump track, which is another form of mountain biking where you don't pedal and you go around in a loop, a very short loop, and it has bumps and you use your body to oh. force yourself around. Interesting. Brilliant. It's brilliant for kids, skateboarders, big kids, um, <laughs> you know, scooter yeah. riders, anything on wheels. Yeah. We'll have a good time on a pump track. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, we're we're working on trying to get one of them in the country. All of these, you know, everyone wants to talk to us. So one of the things we're working on at the moment is um, there's a an international race series um, for a specific kind of riding, which we're not allowed to name what it is due to an embargo on announcing the event. So there's there's a world series of mountain biking. Mm-hmm. And we've seen the opportunity, or one of, uh, uh, one of the members, Chris, um, I say members, we're a very loose organisation. Yeah. We don't have a membership, you know, you don't sign up. Mm. Just if you build a trail, you're a trail builder. If you come down to our yeah. days, our events, you're yeah. part of the trail builders. It's a loose community. One of the mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically, yeah. yeah. And um, so he saw this opportunity for this World Series of Mountain Biking events uh, one of the qualifying rounds so they have 11 main rounds which is the pinnacle of mountain biking now this is the most watched mountain biking it's like the formula one of mountain biking whoa millions of views on youtube you know loads of people go into the events the best riders are all moving from the other uh, categories of riding to ride these events so, so anyone who knows mountain biking knows about this event pretty much but you're yeah, not yeah. allowed to say the name yeah. no no it's a, it's a world enough. it's a mountain biking world series hey google <laughs> so uh, uh we've seen an opportunity and it is seemingly very certain that in march we will be hosting a qualifying event for this world series wow and you know that's a that's a really big deal for uh our, our community firstly because it's a, a world standard event happening on our trails, trails it's massive for trail builders because yeah. it's uh, saying yeah people are recognizing that these trails are legit yeah 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 they're absolutely. not they're not rubbish trails you know <laughs> we're not so just beyonce's new around. album is legit oh yeah it's very legit yeah. <laughs> very legit <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that's amazing news yeah and and we've not announced it officially um but this is officially kind of no because we're, we're not talking <laughs> he not did not name about, he did not name it <laughs> we're not talking about a specific <laughs> event um the this Fine. this organization has released their calendar for the year mm. and if people wanted to guess at what or race it was they might look at the organization's <laughs> calendar and see yes. that a man has an event oh. so we've already had despite it not actually being officially an event Inquiries from France, inquiries from Palestine, from Jordan. Everybody knows it's happening here. Yeah. But you're not allowed to say it. Not yet. <laughs> Very soon. Um, and so, but, but this, you know, people are talking about Oman and coming to ride in Oman yeah. from France. France is amazing for mountain biking. You know, it's got the Alps. It's got mm-hmm. the Pyrenees. It's got the history, the Tour de France. And someone in France is saying, 
Oh, I went, why not go and ride in a man? Yeah, yeah, I went to join this <laughs> yeah. race. I went to yeah. join this competition. This is, I mean, it's something we dreamed of. I mean, always Joe, everybody else, that to bring something big to the country in terms of mountain biking. I mean, we had uh, the mountain, uh, the Titan of the Hills. Uh, yeah, Titan of the Hills. Yeah, yeah, that was something massive. Uh, people from across the border came. It was something unique. We had it two, uh, two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that gives you the clear picture that what do we have in this country in terms of uh, beautiful terrains, beautiful sceneries. Mm. I mean, we had the first one in Wakan. And that was uh, amazing. Then the same company thought, okay, we'd like to have another one in Oman. Yeah. Yeah. Then we had another one in Hamra al-Abriyin. So these are two, I mean... Misfat al-Abriyin, sorry. Misfat al-Abriyin. Two events in a row by such a big company like Red Bull, having them in Oman. So it shows what this country got potential the potential the capability of people i mean i mean joe was there said was there helping with the organization with you know sorting out all the things they needed i mean thanks a lot i mean i was lucky to participate in the second one and that was uh massive uh, fun the the other thing i'd say about the future as well so um is that Black Mansour says, you know, you were one of the early Omani mountain bikers. Yeah. And and what I love about Oman is if you go to a race in uh, the UAE, for example, I mean, I, the first race I went there, they had um, a special award at the end because they'd had an Emirati enter the race and they got him up and they gave him a, a trophy. And I thought, well, what's, what's happening here? Why, why is this, you know, why is he getting a trophy? Because in Oman, mm. you know, It's Amani's who are riding. It's not, right. you know, when I first came, the balance wasn't as it is now. But now it's... Um, What's the ratio, roughly? Uh, 60%, 60% Amani, probably. Yeah, wow, it's more Amani's. Yeah, 40%. Um, sort of, we've got Filipino, UK, hmm. uh, people so, from... South Africans. South Africa, yeah. Canada, Canada, India, yeah. Sri Lanka, etc., etc., yeah, et all, all around the world. Yeah. But the, the Amani contingent have come through, and it's gone from being sort of a few of the quick expats at the front you know, to now, we can't keep up with, with uh, some of the likes, like the Faham, Shabir, the young generation, the young generation. Yeah, <laughs> so the, the, the skills have really grown mm. and, and it's fantastic to see and that's what's going to keep the sport going, you know, because then the youngsters, the young Amanis are going to have people to look up to who are Amani, who are racing and showing that they can compete and, and one of the dreams really is to send our riders to worldwide competitions. So re- recently, the Al-Wild team went over to a race in... Um, Fujira? In Fujira, yeah. You tell them how you got on yeah. there. Well, I mean, let's start from where Joe finished. I mean, he was talking about when he started. He started really young. Mm. And that's what he brought with him. When he came to Oman, when, when he started, I would say, with Saeed, organizing races, mm-hmm. uh, the first race I entered, it was only about adults. Then immediately the second race, they thought, okay, why don't we bring kids into the race? So they started this kids category racing. Nice. They have, they started from the age of three. Imagine a three years old, start racing at that age, you know, getting that, you know, enthusiasm. I'm racing against this and that. So, and it grew up from there. Hmm. So that vibes made lots of families bringing their kids, I see. you know, with the bikes to the mountains just to enjoy a full day of fun as long as racing and with, you know, the trophy used to give them Joe. I mean, they, they used to be, I mean, that was amazing. So that was very important. I would say, let them start when they're young. And th- we've got so much young, you know, riders now. I mean, uh, they have a very good future in mountain biking. Yeah. I mean, we decided, I mean, 
the first race actually the team entered was in uh, Fujairah as well when you went with Steve yeah that was uh, we had two members as well uh, Fahad and uh, Hamad and that was the first time I think 2008 uh, another 2018 I, I think. think you would have been 18 yeah. 18 2018 that was their first experience being exposed out out of Oman this year we decided all right oh, I mean last year I would say last year December we had a bigger group We decided to go, okay, they had their, we call it the Enduro race, mm-hmm. which we have to explain what is Enduro, what is <laughs> yeah. downhill, what is XC race. Uh, you, you explained a little bit of it yeah, but, yeah. yeah. So the Enduro is some, it's all about, you know, like riding downhill as well. I mean, a bit with a bit of pedaling in the middle. Mm. So we went, 10 of us with different category. We came back with four, four trophies, I think. Yeah. We came nice. second, yeah, we came second uh, in elite second and third then when in pro we were third uh, Aljulanda was third yeah. uh, in female we had Tara she represented Oman that day as well she was at the top of the female category nice so that was a really very good exposure to the to the team and to the country so then something when you go outside and you participate and you come back with such you know result mm-hmm. it's a very good thing for the country and for the OCA to focus on such yeah. sport that we've got talented people it's an indicator to pay attention yeah, absolutely something is happening it's to add to that now the mountain biking is an olympic games is it yeah well <laughs> yes it is indeed it's been okay. since uh, the, uh i don't know quite a while i think yeah quite a while yeah. since uh, to, i think uh, uh, london olympic games i think before then yeah, before that yeah. okay. so the country have been trying to you know to participate in the olympic games and winning something mm. i mean uh, so I would say since ni- 1988, since the last Mohammed Al-Malki, you know, was eighth on his, uh, on, uh, on 400 meters, mm. we never had a real champion on uh, Olympic. We've got these individual sports. I wouldn't say that mountain biking or this, but we have, I wouldn't, we don't need infrastructure for the mountain biking. We've got the mountains. Yeah. Well, we've got the bikes, we've got the riders. Mm-hmm. Why don't you focus in such sport and, you know, build it up from there? Maybe you might have a champion a local champion then a regional champion then goes to asia and then you have a world champion maybe even olympic champion yeah. you might score once in your lifetime a medal in olympic games yeah well terrain really does lend itself to the possibility of uh, possibly having a future champion in our hands yeah um what i'll do is i'll open up the lines we'll go on a quick break the number is two four six zero two zero five eight if you have a question if you've been listening although ain't nobody listening <laughs> but just in case you accidentally tuned in and listen to this conversation and have a question that you want to ask or i don't know an experience that you would like to share again the number is two four six zero two zero five eight or if you feel more comfortable doing it uh, via text you can just uh, dm us on instagram at omanfm.om we'll be right back i show that nobody listening ain't nobody listening ain't nobody listening tuned into Ain't Nobody Listening on Oman FM. With me in the studio is Mansoor Al-Mahrouqi and Joe Bunn, founder of uh, Oman Tra- Trail Builders. Sorry for messing that up. Um, I got a, a, a DM on Instagram. Joe, it's, um, it's directed towards you. It's by Al-Julenda who asks, um, he said, ask Joe about Funja Trail. <laughs> well, um, 
Jolanda is actually the national downhill champion. Ooh. And uh, he he won he won that title at the Funja Trail. So Funja <laughs> is, as you may have guessed, in Funja. Yeah, I assume. This assumed. is a brilliant trail built by Abdul Majid and, and uh, a lot of people Everybody around else. in Everybody Funja. Else, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but Abdul Majid was the brains behind it and a lot of the brawn as well. And he went through and it was a really good, fun trail, a downhill trail. You have to push your bike to the top. You can't even it's steep it's so steep and there's no access so you have to literally push push to get to the top yeah and you turn around and then ride back down so you might take half an hour to push to the top and then depending on your speed maximum of 10 minutes coming down four minutes 16 four, no i would say the, the slowest I would say <laughs> yeah, the, slow, yeah, the yeah. most careful yeah. one yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so wait Jalanda, so you uh, you told me to ask joe this just so that we can sing your praise and say how amazing you are <laughs> well, congratulations Jalanda. but how was that how was it a what kind of competition was that who put it together it was a it was a downhill race uh it was one of the aman trail builders events so as long we're building the trails the other thing we do is is a, events local events mm. and we did that because we wanted people to come and ride the trails and we thought what's the best way to advertise each of our new trails put a race on it everyone comes and practices it and again like the rest of the scene that's grown naturally yeah this was our first downhill race so for the cross country which is uh xc as, as mahan was talking about uh, uh as mansoor was talking about i don't know why i called <laughs> you that <laughs> um <laughs> This is uh, pedaling stuff and yeah. less dangerous, if you will, is the easiest way to describe it. So right. you get we get a lot more people come to those races because even beginners, the way the, the format we do, it's easy for beginners to come along. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to ride a set distance. It's all done by time. Hmm. So if you want to come and do four kilometers when the winner does 20 kilometers, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. So we do these races and we get maybe 130 140 people come to our, ah, our races. That's a lot. Yeah, it gets a little bit hectic on the timing system yeah. sometimes because yeah. everything is quite low-key, manual. We've got no funding. We're volunteers. I was about to, this, this is what I was going to ask you next. Uh, do you, does anyone sponsor you or do you do this off of your own wallet? The Well, the, the races are self-sustaining. So you don't win a lot if you win a, a, a Man Trail Builders race. Uh, everyone pays five real for entry. That covers everything we need. We keep it basic. Um, we've been lucky uh, Medco has sponsored our series for this year. So that pays Ooh. for the Medco. Okay. Um, that pays for the ambulances for mm. every race. So that's really our cost. Our cost is prizes and ambulance. Yeah. Bananas, dates and water. And everything else, because we don't want to use single-use plastic, so mm -hmm. we don't pay for tape. Uh, we print everything ourselves, the, the the number plates people have for the whole year. Mm. So we've pared everything down to as basic as it can be, yeah. while still being an event that is, I think, fairly professionally run now. Yeah. yeah um, sure. The timing works, people, everything goes up on time. Yeah. Um, so the, the events work well, mm. and we decided this year to do our first ever downhill race. Um, which is the one that Jolanda won. So that was the season opener yeah. in October. Well, we, we have a phone call. Ooh. Hello. Hello. Hi. Good hi, evening. Good evening. Who's speaking? This is Nechua speaking, and I was uh, tuning in to the program, and I just uh, you know, had a few questions to, to your guests, if I may. Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. So, I mean, it's lovely... To see very passionate, uh, you know, individuals who have been doing something they really love for so long. I think uh, a lot of us um, 
you know, start doing something and when it's a bit difficult to get through, you just stop. So it's, mm. it's really refreshing to, to hear you both. And I, I was actually wondering if, um, I mean, if you have any, uh, I, I know there's a one lady winner, but do you have any programs for like beginners, uh, different categories of women, uh, something for the for the for the for the ladies? Is this? Are you asking for yourself? Would you like to get I into do, mountain biking? I, uh, I mean, I wish I was that fit to 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 do to do that kind of uh, cycling. But it, it would be really nice to know because um, you know I have girls. I have teenage girls who who always uh, complain there are not a lot of outdoor activities in Oman. So I'd like to, you know, um, learn more and maybe enroll them. And I might join if if, <laughs> if I can. Well, the, the fantastic thing, um, and by the way, thank you for the compliments. It's very nice. Um, the fantastic thing about mountain biking is it's so easy to get into. You don't have to start on the hard trails, you know, any... Anything that's off a road is we will call mountain biking, and um, mm-hmm. the the Aman Trail Foxes group, uh, which has re- recently started, is a, a women's only group. Um, they're fantastic uh, at helping beginners get into the sport. Um, really friendly group, and um, very welcoming for all comers. I think they're on Instagram now. Um, so if you look for Aman Trail Foxes. Um, mm-hmm. Then they're they're a really good intro um, for for any women who want to get into the sport. One of the things I'd say we haven't done very well at the Trail Builders um, and we could do better at is being more beginner friendly. Our races are all beginner friendly. If you can can ride a mountain bike, you can come along to a few of our races, give it a go. We always encourage people. Everyone's really friendly. Um, The group rides are not happening as much because of COVID. Unfortunately, we have to slow that down. But the one thing we haven't done as well as we could probably is in terms of lessons and skills and, and the gaps. I know, well, maybe yeah. you have some. Yeah, actually, actually, uh, let me get your name first. Uh, right, you, Najla, right? Najwa. Najwa. All right, Najwa. All right. Uh, first of all, thank you very much, I mean, for the compliment, uh, as Joe said. And uh, the mountain biking, as Joe said, it's for everyone. And uh, Alwal MTB, Alwal team, uh, Earlier, I mean, I think earlier last year, we tried to introduce uh, beginner classes for uh, for everyone who wants to get into the mountain bike uh, community. And we had few we had few ladies at the beginning, and then uh, I don't know due to the COVID and all this, uh, some of them couldn't carry on. But still, we do have one member. She's really carried on. I would like to shout to her, Dr. Amira. She's still on. She's still on her bike. She's still riding. She's still racing as well. She won. Uh, Uh, she she won third and third second place, yeah. third place and uh, one of the toughest races uh, recently. So it is a sport yeah. that everybody can ride can do it. I mean, she, imagine Dr. Amira. She is a doctor. She has to go to work. She has to do lots of stuff, but still she is on her bike. So everyone That's can amazing. ride. Yeah. Thank you so much Thank for you. calling in. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Have Bye-bye. a lovely evening. Bye. 
Well, in, in case uh, I didn't spell out the number clearly earlier, because somebody DM'd and said, Abdullah, spell the phone number slowly, please. Don't go downhill fast. The number is 2460-2058. If you have any questions to ask our guests this evening, you're welcome to do so. We do have a DM, another question from a Hilal Al-Fara'i who says, kindly ask your guest about how hard it is to organize uh, the MTB race. So how hard is it? Uh, it's getting easier. What, uh, it was, what, was it, what was hard about it in the beginning? Well, it was new. Uh, neither me nor, nor Saeed had organized a mountain bike race before, so we had to make it up as we went along, really. And I took um, tried to take the best of what I'd had in different countries. So the, the environment, the, the friendly... The friendly nature was something I was really keen to have. So our races, you know, there are people who race hard mm. and this is how we're getting the progress with the speed and the people who could start to compete internationally. But there's also the vast majority of riders who are going there to see their friends, to hang out with their their um, their mates, to race against, you know, themselves even. You know, we have a, a, a most improved category every year for the rider who's improved in one of the specific races by wow. the most. Um, what, what, sorry, really quick before you continue. How do you? What's the criteria of winning? Like, is it speed? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, it. It's all speed. It's, clear, it's, it's a it? simple. I mean, okay. the cross country, especially in the downhill, couldn't be any easier. You know, the fastest time wins. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought there were other things that you were judging based on. No, no. Okay, no. I like that. I yeah. like that. It's like get there as fast as you can. Yeah. That's it. Technique doesn't matter. <laughs> Effectively, yes. Yeah, you could have as long as you as long as you're not cheating. <laughs> no shortcuts. <laughs> as long as you're not cheating and in one piece. Yeah, yeah. right. No, one piece doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you, can you can get there. If you roll pieces. across the line, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you get there. Yes, yeah, it's, it's um it's become a lot it's become a lot easier as we got more experience. What we learn is what we need and what we don't need. Mm. So we would try different things occasionally, and what works is great and we keep it and if it doesn't work and it takes time then we reduce it and because you know as i say we've all got full-time jobs mm. we're having to do everything on the tightest budget possible so everything's diy we make everything work but you know and the people make it easy well, if, uh, if, if you don't mind Monsoor, i would like to ask you from yeah. your perspective um What are the types of people that you see come through these uh, gatherings? Is there like a specific, I don't know, characteristic that you find they all have in common? The people who show up to these things? It's the passion to the sport. <laughs> What if someone like Najwa, she's not passionate yet. Shouldn't like, be calling. <laughs> she will be passionate. <laughs> Shouldn't be calling. <laughs> right, but, but yeah. like she... You, I don't know, because when I'm just showing up, I'm not passionate yet. Maybe I will get passionate, maybe I won't. But is there any characteristics that you see that these people have in common? Or am I just thinking too much into uh, this? No, no. I mean, uh, being in the sport for the almost over five years, yeah. I think the most common thing we all share, that it's the love of the nature. Mm. more or less. The love of the nature. I mean, people get out to see the nature, to see, to, I mean, to enjoy and to have to relieve the stress. Mm. You could be releasing by hiking, you could be releasing your stress by riding, or even sitting on the top of the mountain and watching over the wadi. So the most important, I would say that it's all it's all about nature. Yeah. Yeah. So most of them, they get introduced into the mountain biking by seeing people riding. Maybe they were, they were hiking. Mm. 
more or less. Yeah. So there's some a bunch of riders, and they start talking to them. Oh, guys, you ride your mountain bikes on these trails. How do you do this? And how can I enjoy uh, join you guys? And that's it. That's it's all a word of mouth. Yeah. From one to another. Yeah, Joe. What's the criteria for picking or creating a new trail? What do you look for? Um, we look for several things. Obviously, it depends on on whether we want to build a hard trail or an easy trail. Who we're targeting with it. Most of all, we want it to be fun. Um, and then, secondly, does it take you somewhere? So, uh. not not as in you know, is it useful for a commute? I'm going to build a trail. Although I have thought about this from my house to my work, you know. Um, <laughs> but as in, Downhill, just... Yeah. Every, every trail, even though with mountain biking, it is effectively a pointless activity. You know, you're going from, one, you're going from, from where you start to where you, you, you go around in a loop I mean, and then you, you go back to the start You again. can say that about any sport. Yeah, I guess I, so. I yeah. mean, guys kicking a ball. Yeah. If you if you put it like that, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, really. But it isn't. It's, like. <laughs> it's good fun, but, but we want to take people kind of on a on a journey through the trail. If that makes, sense. I know it sounds silly because you are on a journey. You're you're you're, trying, you're going somewhere. Hmm. But but as in you know, there should be a, like a story. There should be a start. We want people to have a place to gather at the start to mm-hmm. to talk and and before they get going, maybe ease people into it a bit. And then along the way, we'll look for certain landmarks, even if they're small landmarks and people don't realize, you know, we'll, we'll take it up to a high point where you have a certain view or we'll, we'll put a corner in if there's a straight line. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at something else. So you never, you never just sort of zoned out, able to just sort of munch through the miles. So do you like you, I'm trying to think of all the steps in a, in a chronological order. First of all, you what do you come across a, a, a track accidentally, or do you go on Google Maps and you try to look for one? What's what exact? How do you start? Usually, it's you you see something. You'll be out riding somewhere else. Yeah. So, for example, um, Beyonce's new album and the, the trail next to it, Badumanati. I was on the Sal Steps. I took my you know the uh, Jebel Kona. Yeah, and uh, took my mountain bike up there to see if you could make a trail there because I thought, well, you can see, you know, mm. it's a landmark. It'd be amazing to have a mountain bike trail. Mm. Quickly abandoned the bike on the way up, but once I got to the top, I saw they were building the electricity line, and it was possible to get up there. And I saw the vast expanse of all this beautiful terrain. Mm. So I went up there, had a look, found out it was great. You know, at that point, I just started building and then worked out the route as I went along. So you just came across that. You bumped yeah. into it. Sir, yeah. is that how it often happens or do you deliberately go out looking no for, for me that's how it tends to happen i see so Loudman, the one that we built uh, in sal that was somewhere i'd ride past and i thought well if you could go up there then i'm sure you could go around there mm. and then that might take you to there and then i wonder if you can get to there and from there to there like so you sort of start building up a picture in your mind yeah and then i don't know like about you mansoor but then you think about it for about like 24 hours oh. a day for the next month every day <laughs> yeah. sitting at work daydreaming about how it might work and i'd start envisioning it then you do a lot of walking walking that's what yeah. i was going to come to next i imagine you would go walk around figure out okay i'm going to turn here and i'm going to go down here before you even start the building part. yeah yeah because exactly. that would be ridiculous exactly that yeah. but then again half of the things you guys have been saying today sound a little ridiculous you know <laughs> yeah. which is why it's so awesome and i want to be a part of it <laughs> it was um it, there's a general plan yeah. we set off with but quite often that will change as you go because you might 
when you're scouting somewhere and you know we haven't got the time and resources to do a full survey yeah, test yeah. the soil in every single location so you might get somewhere and find that that rock you thought was small and you can move mm. is actually a huge block and you have to work another way around or you just go off course sometimes mm. i mean Loudman wasn't meant to go where it went but i sort of got a bit excited one evening just started building without thinking where i was going probably have my music on and then realized i'd got i'd gone to the wrong rock so yeah. i was looking for the a certain rock on the next um, line along yeah well, i'd gone to the wrong rock so i called up <laughs> called up saeed and said saeed and need you where should we go but it turned out to be a wonderful blessing because then we went up onto another ridge which had views of shukana had views of south so we you you have a vision yeah you sort of plan it out. There's a lot of Google Earth to see, see the distance. Yeah. Is it going to work? Is yeah. there anything that we can see there that might be a problem? Yeah. Then you, yeah, then you basically just start building. Yeah, let's, let's, I would love to get into the whole, the building part, but let's pause there for a second. Uh, human sort. Yeah. How do you find a track? Does it happen like with Joe, serendipitously? You're just out there, you see a spot and you're like, this could be an awesome track. Or do you have another way of going about it? See, I mean, when we started mountain biking, most of the trails were built by Joe and Saeed, the OTB. Mm. So we didn't have an opportunity to build trails at that time. So everything was ready for us. We were just riding. And then we decided, I mean, the team, we thought, okay, we should help these guys. We should do something. Mm. I mean, to be added to that, whatever they built. So we used to ride at, if you know, the village of Halban. Yeah. Yeah, we used to ride the, as a group riding most of the time. We used to go into through the villages and all this. And they have beautiful mountains as well. Mm-hmm. So we came up with why don't we build something out of Muscat at the remote area, would say. I mean, all most of the trails we have them in Muscat. Mm-hmm. So as Joe said, while you ride you, you know as a mountain rider, most of the time we'll be looking at the mountains. You ride and you look at the mountains. What we've got there? What can we build over there? Mm-hmm. So we came up with that idea. Okay, let's build the trail in, uh, in Halban, and it turns out to be one of the good trails as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the, now I want to know what tools do you use? So you decide on where you want to build. You come in with your four by four. What's the, what do you pick out of your four by four? Uh, a rake, a very sturdy rake. So the rakes we buy cost us eighteen reals. A what? Twenty reals piece. A rake. What's that? Uh, it's an it's a a garden implement with lots of spikes on it <laughs> to move ah, to move rocks. Yeah. Yes, it's like yeah. you use it for leaves. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. right. Yeah, yes, yeah. but a hardcore okay. version of that. So <laughs> they cost about twenty reals each because we bought cheaper ones and they just disintegrate because of the rocks here. Okay, and then a pickaxe, which uh, hopefully you know what a pickaxe is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I a do. pointy thing on a stick. Yeah, um, that's the most fun. And one. of course, a headband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just imagine a headband yeah. must yeah. be involved yeah. somewhere. And good shoes. And good shoe. yeah. shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Not it's as important shoe. as the headband, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you, won't, you won't believe the shoes are really impo- more important than that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, and, then? and that's it, really. I mean, if there's a rocky that's place, it. you just yeah. With a it's if, hacking. if it's very rocky, we maybe have a big bar, a wrecking bar to lever the big rocks out of the way. But I mean, we we're just doing everything by hand, and it, that's I mean, my favourite part mm. is finding a rock that you think you can't move, working out how to move it, and then rolling it off down the hill somewhere. That's and good if it's a really huge rock, how do you go about it? Do you use your car at any point? No, because yeah. th- these are remote places. Like the car, the majority of your car up there. Yeah, yeah. I see. Okay. Yeah. The majority of the time, you're riding in. Um, 
I mean, I got really fit when I was building Loudman because every day I was riding from my house, yeah. riding up the trail backwards, which is quite a tricky trail. Yeah. And it's a, a big climb to get up there. Mm. And I was doing this every single day. So we go and stash our tools. Uh, every, like we, we take the tools up there and then they move along with the trail and we hide them and try and have different hiding places. Loudman, we lost a few rakes and pickaxes because someone obviously saw where we were putting them. And, um <laughs> But generally, you know, yeah, we, we hide the tools there. You ride in, you hike in, you run in, whatever you, yeah. whatever your favorite mode of transport is. Well, why does it sound yeah. like the, the, the competition bits are a vibrant, rich community, but the building part sounds like a very lonely um, mission? Because so far your story has only involved one or two people when it comes to the actual uh, building yeah. process, right? Uh, Am I wrong? Uh, it, it's a pattern depends, I'm noticing. It, right? it's more or less, I would say, yes, these two guys, we never know when they're going to start building a trail. We'll just tell them after a week, uh, we started building a trail, we've done this part of it. There yeah. will be a building session. Most of the time they will be calling up for a building session. But uh, the start, the master, the, the start, it's always starts with one or two, to be mm. honest, yeah. Right. You don't want to waste people's time. You know, if I'm scouting a trail, I'll be walking backwards and forwards, up mm. and down, crisscrossing an area, and it might never, it might come to nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've examined loads of areas where I've got this great idea, but you think, well, actually, it's not going to be quite right. So you don't want to waste everyone's time, all these volunteers coming down yeah. to watch you walking around on a hill going, mm, might be okay. <laughs> so yeah, we, fair enough. we start it off and then you invite people down. But we recently built a dual slalom track, which is um, another form of competition. Uh, it's like dual slalom in skiing where you have uh, two parallel courses mm-hmm. and they have uh, a lot of corners. It's basically all about the corners. So the track is 200 meters long, but it's actually a very hard track to build because it's so many corners and corners are the hardest thing to build. Um, okay. And the corners, the two tracks run right next to each other. Parallel and then they have to be even. And yeah. They have, you well, know, they have to have the same features. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we, we said... We had a, a mystery race on our calendar because we hadn't quite worked out what we were going to have. Yeah. Um, and then I decided, well, let's do a dual slalom. We've never done one before. It'd be really fun. So unfortunately, COVID, Christmas, etc., came and went. And then we realized, oh, there's a week to go until the race. And we don't actually have a course for this race. And everyone was excited. You oh, know, no. This is the most hype we've had for a <laughs> yes, race. Yeah. Yeah. And so we sort of gave a call out to the community. And we must have had 20 people on the first day. Every single evening, well, the second day, there was another 10 people. Every evening, you know, two, three, four, five people would come down and help out for an hour. Mm. So we've managed to whip up this 400 meters of hard, good fun, fun yeah. trail in, in less than a week. So, yes, it can be not lonely, I think is the wrong word. Yeah, it can be a solo activity. A solo activity. Yeah. Solitude. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's more just, the case. Just going back to Hilal's question, how hard is organizing a race? Mm. Hilal is one of the, I mean, competitors in these races, and he would uh, imagine hosting, I mean, organizing eight to nine races uh, per season yeah. within three, four months. Thir- 11, 13 this year. Thir- yeah, 13 races, I mean, wow. with, within that period. And the, these races, they're not the same. I mean, you don't do XC all the time. You don't do downhill all the time. You don't do endure all the time. So they're different races. And each race, it has to have its own, I would say, method of uh, organizing it mm. so it's i would say honestly it's not that easy but i mean still the guys are really working hard i mean day and night i know because uh, i'm in that chemi- i mean that committee mm. and i know how hard they work how hard they have to put all the things together yeah i mean for the races uh, the races to have fun and to enjoy the race 
end of the day. It's a community, though. Like it's it's not, it is indeed. It's not I would just say me that, inside. Yeah. I mean, especially the dual slalom. You know, someone built a start gate for us. Um, yeah. Or, you know, maybe thirty people over the course of the week nice. came and built the trail. We had four people at the bottom doing the timing with us. We had two people at the top doing the the start gate for us. You know, people are bringing down food. Uh, the sponsors we have the the local bike shops. There's four of the mm. local bike shops. Nice, who, okay. Who um who sponsor our races? Adventures Box, Bike Shelf, Muscat Bike Shop, and Cyclomania. Uh, how do they sponsor? They um rather than sort of taking money from them mm. because we 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 try and get sort of uh, a series sponsor. Mm-hmm. What we say is you have to commit a certain value of prizes to every race. I see. So we we don't want it to be just about the winners. Um, you know the the people on the podium because that's not the point of the event. The event is having fun, getting the down. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. So we um, we get them to give prizes, and then everyone who either volunteers as a marshal or who races gets an entry into the prize draw. Mm. And honestly, in our races, you better to be lucky than fast. That's true. Because yeah, the, to win something, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you want to win the prize draw. Don't worry about being on the podium. Get in the prize draw because <laughs> we give away like helmets. Yeah, most gloves, most of the time, I mean, stuff. the lucky ones. I yeah. mean, who wins the draw? They win something valuable more than the, the winner. The, the winner. <laughs> well, I, I have a DM from a Nasr Jabri who says, "I would like to thank all MTB Aman and Alwal MTBT." Uh, regards. Yeah, thank you, Nasser. And he he sent a picture here of you guys on obviously a, a rocky place. Man, this looks like quite the community. It's so diverse. <laughs> there is. We had to... kids. They're grown ups. They're men and women. They're Omanis and non Omanis, and it's quite a few people in here. It's a whole cross section of the community, though. It's, that's what's so fantastic. And we had to. Yeah. We had a, a photographer and, and journalist come over from the UK to write for one of the international magazines. Mm. And he couldn't get over how friendly the community was and, and, and how it was so multicultural mm. uh, and such a, a, a range of people, like you say, kids. You know, we had um, a couple of years back, we had a guy racing who was 64, I think he was. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, from so from two years old to 64 years old, like, you know, people from... From Canada to the Philippines, we've got a Chinese kid comes along and yeah. races. You know, there's mm. there's men, yeah, like saying men, women. We have equal prize money for the men and the women always. Um, and there's more and more women with the trail foxes. You know that they're they're getting more of the women confident enough to come down and join the race. So it's a real it's a it's a real melting pot, which is what makes it so much fun and so friendly. I think. So you you both are not getting. There's no financial incentive. Of, for doing any of this. No. There's a financial disincentive. To There's a financial say, disincentive. Yeah. So then the question begs itself, what drives you? What makes you go out there, build track after track, build a community, put all this time? Uh, I mean, I just, you're allowed to go a step deeper. It's okay. <laughs> um, I mean, firstly, selfish reasons. I'll usually build a track near where I live because then I can go and ride it. I mean, firstly, Fair. practically, it's it's easier to yeah. go there after work and build it. Secondly, I'll build what I want to ride. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying the trails myself. It's not like I build them, never ride them. Uh, but, but mostly really what I found, that's that's definitely why I started out. What I've found since is, especially when you've got a race coming on and you will go down to the trails, we'll be, you know, putting the finishing touches in, making sure everything works really well, making any changes we need to make. And they'll just be 
person after person after person coming by. So we, you know, what we've done, and 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 any time you're at the trails now, there's never a quiet day. It used to be when we first just had the trails, you know, you'd you'd be celebrating if you saw one person on it, and now you know. I'm there every day. I'm seeing loads of different hikers. Are you like, ah, oh, people, out. oh, no. Yeah, yeah, we're ruining my trails. <laughs> Get off my trails. Um, and so we're, we're getting people outside. What we've, what we've achieved is, is and, and people have said it when they've left the country, you know, they've been really generous, but, but I think they, they, they mean it when they said, mm. you know, the trails really made a difference to how I enjoyed a man and, and my time here. I'd imagine. So we, we are affecting people's lives in a small way you know yeah but but people are, are loving it and they're getting out there and for me that's that's what drives me is i just want to see people having a good time yeah. being outside you know and having a party yeah, yeah life's about having a just party just to add to that uh, what joe said i would say at the right beginning we used to say the same why am i doing this uh, what for but came up i mean it's like a payback to the community i mean if you can give something to the community where they can enjoy it and mm. they can have fun and they can keep fit as well Right. You know, it's all about health as well. Uh, if you go out there and you see people riding on the trail that you've built, you've put an effort, you've put a sweat on it, mm. or you see people hiking, it will always, you know, it's a reward itself. I see. Well, do you have any um, ambitions moving forward, Mansour? Yeah, I mean, let's say next month or a year from now, seeing uh, a world-class tournament coming into Oman, a world-class... Uh, Which shall not be named. <laughs> shall not... Uh, well, yeah, you know... <laughs> no, this we, is the future. This is this, is this the year. Future, yeah. Not, not this year. Yeah. In a future year, we future, might want to see a round of the Enduro World Series. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and the, the, tra- the trade <laughs> that you built, uh, you worked hard on it. I mean, yeah. I mean, they won't be mentioning Mansour mm. or Joe. They're But you would know. But you would know that you played a role in building that, and now it's an in, on an international stage. Uh, yeah, well, more or less. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. it, 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 it's true. And like mm. we, we have people come down, you know, we have professionals come over to shoot videos, mm. and they come and ride our trails, and Trail, we see them yeah. having fun on stuff that we built. You know, these are people who have ridden everywhere in the world, and yeah. they're coming and they're riding for fun. And There was a video that really went viral, if you remember, a guy riding on uh, with his dish dash on one of the trails in oh, Hebrew. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I, that does not sound like a good idea to me. No, that guy was meant... Uh, he, I mean, he should... Because I'm wearing a dish dash right no, now. He, he, I can't see myself. <laughs> like, I, I do not understand... How I would do this on a bike? You just like put the thing. All right. If you saw the trail as well, there's there's rocks poking out everywhere. There's a cliff on one side, side of the trail. Yeah. It's a beautiful trail. Trail, one of the most beautiful trail I've ever seen. Yeah. And thanks uh, to the guys in Dahira uh, Mountain Bike Team, mm. they built that trail. But the idea was of the trail was to advertise that trail. I mean, I don't know how did he ride that bike all the way to the top with the dish dash, but. Honestly, he had his sorry. That's he, okay. Yeah, he had his helmet on. He had his gloves on. Oh, okay, safety yeah. precautions. Yes, yeah. That's yeah. So the idea was, is you know, to, uh, to show that trail and to show the everybody else. I mean, how beautiful man is. Mm. Well, I, I do not want to end uh, with a, a bummer in any way, but I, I feel like it is 
my responsibility to mention this and pro- all of our responsibilities that this is dangerous. Don't go out on your own. Don't take risks. I play it safe. I do. Oman is notorious for people hurting themselves or, or if not even dying on mountains when they're not paying attention. And even sometimes when they are paying attention, I feel like this is important that we know, we note because everything that we spoke about sounds so awesome. It, but it doesn't mean like we're just gonna let's just go build a trail track and have never even been to one. No, like. Yeah, these guys have been doing it for a while. Maybe reach out to them first <laughs> and do it that way. Play it smart. Okay, I'm not going to end it here because I don't want to end in a bummer, but I felt like that we should say that. I just want to add something. Uh-huh. I mean, I would like to, I mean, from this registration, mm. for the people who goes out there on the trails, please try to make those trails, keep them clean. You know, yes. It's very important. And we know that when you ride or when you hike, mostly when you hike, you get your bottle of water, plastic bottle of water, drinking water because you want to I mean, re-dehydrate. Yeah. It's very important, but make sure you take your bottle with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's our environment. It's our, it's our community. Keeping yeah. it clean is very important to every, everybody else. We really talk to the mountain bikers. Most of the mountain bikers, they go on with the re- reusable bottles, mm-hmm. you know, refilled. So we don't have a problem with the riders, but we don't know whoever leaves his litters there. But please keep them clean. Yeah. Enjoy them and keep them clean. Absolutely. So before I let you go, I would like to plug, plug. Tell us where people can find uh, Oman Trail Builders as well as your accounts, if you have public accounts. Yeah, it's uh, Oman Trail Builders on uh, Instagram. Okay. That's what we've got. Easy peasy. Yeah, yeah. Oman Trail Builders at Oman Trail Builders, Trail Builders on Instagram. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, just you just get- message there. We've got a WhatsApp group, which is where everything gets organised. You know, it's all pretty low key. Okay. Um, but I'd encourage anyone, like you say, if you want to build a trail, if you want to start riding, if you're just interested in mountain biking, give us a shout on there. We can put you in touch with the best person. You know, the the trail foxes as well. Like I say, if any women want to get started, try it out. Get in touch with the man trail foxes. We've got riding groups. We've got all sorts. So if you just just get in touch with us, speak to us. We yeah. love it when people contact us because we can help them. There you Absolutely. go. At Oman Trail Builders. Uh, Mansour Al-Mahrouqi and Joban. This has been quite the conversation. Um, again, I hope uh, people who love me are not listening to this. But can I join you this weekend? Yeah, do it. It's time, anytime. Show <laughs> that. Nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening. Ain't nobody listening.